the Ovix Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing a strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX. What's going on, fellow Uplanders, and welcome to another episode of the Upland Property Experts. I'm your host, Too Stupid to Win, and as always, I'm joined by Thank Me Later. What up? Episode 150, if you're keeping track and keeping score. Who's keeping? Wait, 150? 150. I, I thought last week was 150. Nah, it was 149. Oh. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Well, because I'm... Why is Doyle calling me? Doyle, you know... Hold on. I'm putting Doyle on speaker. Go for it. Doyle. What up, man? You know that this is the UpEx podcast time zone, right? Like, you know, we literally just started streaming, right? I have no idea. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. Well, say hello to the UpEx podcast because you're on speaker. What's up, everybody? What up, Doyle? Is that coming through? Yeah. Oh, you can hear him? I right. can hear him. <laughs> Let me. Uh, All right, I'll shoot you text. <laughs> All right, brother. <laughs> All right, dude. Have a good one, loyal. All right. Sorry about that. When you see Doyle's name come up on your call ID, you're like, yeah, I'm going to take this call. Oh, absolutely. Mostly because I wanted to put him on speakerphone and call him blessed. Architect, dude, architect. I sent you a DM. Like, check your check your Discord messages, bro. There you go. So, after that distraction, <laughs> we do have the secondary market update. Um, I know you're really excited to talk about the news that just dropped today. Uh, so, we'll get to that. The Upland Developers Network. Uh, another tour is going on. Uh, we had an expansion in uh, Porto. I was trying to think of who expanded because we're just uh, expanding all the time here. And... Um, and then you do have the NFLPA legits going on. We're in the week two. Uh, oh, that's what I didn't grab. I forgot to uh, to grab the fantasy update. And yes. Oh, I wonder why. Why did you forget? Because <laughs> you, you whooped my ass. <laughs> yeah. You talked so much smack leading up to that to get whooped oh, I by got, an I got auto draft. Slaughtered by an auto draft. Well, you know what? It was an auto draft plus my sneaky Jason Burrow pick. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah, yeah, you did have your Jason Burrow pick. <laughs> and then you did have the Amron St. Brown pick right ahead of me, the pick before. So thanks, Mars Utah, for that, too. Oh, um, yeah. And then uh, we do have... Common Ra, dude. He crushed it. Yeah. And then we do have showrooms to talk about today. Oh, yeah. Dude, we got some... Dude, this might be a good show. Be careful. Yeah. Well, I, I uh, you criticize me when I label them great ahead of time. <laughs> but anyway. I shouldn't be so harsh. They're always great. We're here. We're making content. Dude, it's the Hyde Park Ninjas in the house. What up, ninjas? Love when the Hyde Park Ninjas join us. What's going on? Oh. Happy Thursday. And uh, you can't win. Ooh, I, I do. Win. I'm thinking about doing a weekly spinoff that's going to be a five-minute segment because 
you know, I lived up to my name. I, I did something too stupid, and I'm not going to win this one. So, I, so I'm looking to upland to redeem myself, and I'm going to try. I'm going to try and sell some properties for U.S. dollars to cover my stupid move, and I'm thinking of just documenting it all on our channel for that too. What What was this? Wait, what was the stupid move? Um. So, my wife and I have been talking about doing season tickets, uh, partial packages to the Cavaliers, and now that they traded for a pretty badass point guard in Donovan or guard in Donovan Mitchell, I'm like, they're going to be fire this year. And yeah, I locked in. I locked in some uh, uh, quarter season package, and I, I sent. It's not the exact same seats I sent you from the game that I went to earlier this year, but oh, it's yeah. the section over. Yeah. Still pretty damn good seats, but yeah, we could use that money for other things. But I, I couldn't help myself because then that locks you into playoff tickets and all that other stuff. So. I'm not. All right. So how much? How much are, are we liquidating? How much do we need to to raise for this GoFundMe of too stupid to watch basketball? Although, like, let's be fair though. Like, so wait, is it for your whole family? No, got two tickets. But my thought was, my wife could go with our, our oldest daughter, our oldest son. I could go with our oldest daughter, oldest son. We could sell a couple for the good games that we have, you know. So, the, yeah. and then me and my wife get out for a date night together. She can take a friend. I can take a friend. So two tickets, you know. Well, and maybe you can like because if you're season holders or you know partial season, like you might be able to meet the people in the seats like next to you and like swap games or something. Right, right. That's usually what happens. You know, hey, I'm a quarter season. I'm, I'm a quarter season, and let, let's swap for a four. Yeah, that's that's usually how it works. But uh, and I can't sit in the nosebleeds. I, I got to have good seats. You know, so I, I went down for about uh, about thirty five hundred. Oh, okay, that's not terrible. Because honestly, man, the pictures of your family at that game—they looked so damn happy. Like you all right. looked really happy. Like it was—it's clear that it's like something you as a family enjoy doing. So, like, I don't think thirty-five hundred is unreasonable. I don't know what I thought the number was going to be, but that seems, yeah, within like. How many games does that get you? Eleven. Uh, well, that's eleven in-season games. That is okay. also a couple of preseason games, and it also gets you eligible for playoff tickets. And then, if you renew your preseason, you get first select. You know your top top selections for the next year's season tickets ahead of like new season ticket holder buyers. Sure, sure. Interesting. Now, but. Coming up on Christmas time, four kids, house. We could have used that $3,500 better. You can't look at it like that, man. Because you know what? I can, I can tell you, I've blown through some money in my life. And the money I've never regretted spending is on experiences. Like, I've regretted buying, like, stuff that just sits and collects dust. Or, like, you use it for a little bit and then it's done. I've never um, been sad about an experience. And so, like, that, that'll be fun for your family, man. Like, I, I don't Yeah. Know. But this way, I can actually show her that what we do every Thursday night actually pays off, too. <laughs> so, All right. So, then so, we need to – well, let's find some good deals. Well – well, here here are some of the guidelines that I was putting together. Is oh, okay. So, so I, I've thought about this. So, um, 
I figure with taxes, I probably want to be somewhere around $5,000 in total sales. It has to be by the end of 2022 that I have to do this um, for tax purposes. And I will not go to a game until I pay this off through Upland sales. So I'll let my wife go with my kids. I'll let my wife go with her friends until I pay this off through Upland. So it makes me motivated to do this. Um, Wait, how long? When does the season end? And season ends in like may june playoffs um season starts at the end of october oh okay so it's spread out you don't so the games are going to be spread out um well how many how many financial district manhattan you got a lot all right do we pay this off by the end of the week man let's go (laughs) so let's go some of the criteria is i cannot sell my san francisco landmark to count for it and sure that's fair and i cannot sell my uh san francisco airport terminal or my Chicago airport terminal. Okay, that's fair. So it's going to have to be everything else. Oh, yeah. Don't sell, don't sell 111 6th Street. Uh, no, I Wait. wouldn't. Or, or do sell it. No, because that is in one of my rare collections in New York. And okay. it gives me a nice it gives me a nice upex boost each and every month. I know uh, Doctor Noby wants that so bad, but not um, for sale. Jim James, well, Jimmy James. There you go. Good to support your hometown and family. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think I'll do a little spinoff episode once a week and update of did I sell anything, the process that I'm going of selecting the properties to put up for sale for U.S. dollars. And uh, yeah, so, so it'll be a little fun. I think you need like a chart. You need like one of those thermometers that they, they put at church. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> Goal. And here you are. Yeah. Like, where are we? <laughs> all right. Oh, people. no, dude, you need to, you totally need to get your kids involved. Like go get a poster board, draw a thermometer and have your kids like draw in like, like your progress. That would be fun. I'd watch that. <laughs> I would, I would watch that actually. Like that would be super, that'd be a super cute segment. Like, Daddy, you didn't sell anything this week. You're a disappointment to us all. We're like, <laughs> can we eat today, Daddy? No, you didn't sell any NFTs. I guess we're going hungry. But at least you have season tickets to the Cavs. Uh, like, qu- quarter season. Quarter, quarter season. Yeah, I mean, counts. Yeah. I mean, and if you put it out to a full season, which was 44 games, and those are like Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, like they're all throughout the week, you know, they're just not weekend games. I mean, you're looking at 14. Oh, so that's 11 weekend games? No, it's 11 games throughout the season. It's random. I I wish they were 11 weekend games. I was just saying, overall, if I bought season, I would be looking at about 14G for those two tickets for the season. Now, that would have been a different story. That would have been a different conversation. Well... The the picture I sent you from the night we went to the game, those are 12G for half season. Jay. Yeah. I thought about that, but, like, I was, like, mine was, like, the Reds baseball. I remember coming back from overseas, and I was like, man, I really wanted to get some season take. I don't really – Okay, here's here's the truth. The the season tickets were like the box seats that was like all you could eat food. Okay. So I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Like that's I was like I could go and just eat food for like however long a baseball game is and probably break even money wise. 
yeah. Uh, all right. So that was a teaser for a segment that I've been contemplating the last week since I put myself in the doghouse. So does that does that sentence make sense to you? Donovan and Ruby? No, I'm missing that reference. Mm. JT will let us know, though. JT, let us know. Yeah. What does that mean? I thought it was a sports thing. And then uh, I was in Charlotte this past weekend, and mm. I got the crap burned out of me. My face started to peel, um, and then I had sunburn under my peeling skin. So I'm like, I got sunburn under sunburn. It was so bad. We were walking. In, we were about to go to the stadium, and I asked my, my uh, buddy from the Navy that, you know, he just retired last year from the Navy after 25, 26 years. Um, he's like, look at my skin. I don't use suntan lotion. I'm like, fair. So I'm like, I'm going to cook today. And that stadium is completely exposed and it was 80 some odd degrees. And yeah, I cooked. Yeah. So. Always use sunblock or you'll end up like Usinate's profile pic. <laughs> yeah. So good times. Good times. Oh, dude, you were in the ninja's hood, apparently. Oh, I should have put something out saying I was going to be in Charlotte because I was there Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and I didn't leave till late afternoon Monday. So it, it was a very good time. Oh, okay. Sense? Yep. Donovan and Ruby reunited. That makes sense now. I'm just used to calling my sports players by the last name. So, yes. So that makes sense now. Because the Ruby, it wasn't if it was Rubio, it would have made more sense. But I didn't know R U B I I. So that that kind of well, no, it is Ruby. I think that was a mistype. It it was a mistype. So that's what. All right, yeah. All right, all right. Let's get into a show here. Well, what the hell have we been doing for fifteen minutes? Uh, I'm talking about everything, but that is the show. (laughs) What are you talking (laughs) about? The show is literally us just talking about whatever we're talking about. That is true, and. uh, yeah, that's why we have eight people a week watch us. <laughs> <laughs> watch us live. Yeah. All right. So top ten city floors in Upland. I like it a lot of green. Um, pretty stable week to week. Um, New Orleans and Brooklyn bumped up two spots into the top ten. Other than that, I, I didn't see. Uh, Nothing jumped off the page other than Kansas City's U.S. dollar floor price jumped 61.3%. So, up to $5. Man, San Fran needs to get his act together. Yeah. Still, uh, I don't know. It's crazy. Something has to happen to get San Fran the love as the Genesis City. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what that's going to... It'll be interesting. Well, I mean... Decor, I mean, I think decor yeah. potentially could. Because, like, right now we can't leave. Uh, I don't think you take decor out of the, the city yet. No. So. Nope. Wrong way. So, 30-day change. Green. I like green. Yeah, no, this is good. So, I mean, this, this is showing, like, yeah, because about 30 days is probably when we had um, – can't take this city out of the decor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is probably like right after the the kind of the bigger dip. So we're we're seeing now thirty days. I mean these are these are not insignificant increases either. I mean you're talking 
you know, 30% on some of the, like Vegas is, like that's a good indication of like a, a full recovery, I would say, of, of report. But Vegas does scare me at that price and watching it climb like that because you're going to have people that will cry here when more Vegas is released. They are going to get upset because you're going to see the floor drop. So right now, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you can still mint Vegas. Vegas isn't sold out. It's healthy that the Epix floor price is climbing and the U.S. dollar floor price is really climbing. I, well, both of them are really climbing, but you still have more properties to be released. Yeah, no, that's very true. Um, yeah, and I don't see I don't see Upland stopping. Like, I feel like people, it's interesting. Like, everyone is like, stop releasing cities, stop releasing cities. They're not going to. <laughs> like, yeah. like, they're just not. Like, that's not their model. <laughs> so, um, I would expect to continue to see city releases. Yeah. Pretty much forever. Uh, probably closer to Halloween. What was it, a week or two? Uh, probably a week before Halloween last year? Two weeks before? I reckon that they'll do it. I, I would not be surprised if we see it come end of October. I think I think they're going to give us a lot more time with the decorations because I think that like that's a pretty strong feedback that like hey, um, yeah, that's true. Um, it might not, and if it's not sold out, like is, I think if it sells out, if the increase was because it's sold out, that's the risk, yeah. right? When a city sells out and then the floor starts to rise. There's no there's no alternatives, but if Vegas still has unminted properties, that naturally keeps it from getting out of control too much. So until it sells out, I think you're probably okay on that. But. And for our people listening on the podcast and not watching YouTube, Upex floor price in Vegas might not drop much though because they typically raise the price to adjust with the new release. Haven't ever mm-hmm. seen them lower the mints, so that was what. Thank me later was that's, a, that's an interesting point too. And they were actually talking about even like the fact of like, if you look at housing prices now versus where they were say in 2020, like it's, it's kind of insane, right? Like, um, yeah, I mean, you still have about 14,000 properties available in Las Vegas. Um, the floor markup right now. So the, cheapest markup percentage is 85%. 85% for UPEX, 57% for US dollars. The medium UPEX markup is 166%. So medium UPEX price is 25.6 thousand UPEX. Yeah. Sorry. I was like, I'm so thirsty. I was like, I gotta go get a drink. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, Jesus, dude. How many will you go through in the show? All right. No, I haven't haven't drank anything. Right. This is the new mystery flavor. I haven't drank any today. So we're going to go for the show over under three Mystery Mountain Dews. What? I'm not drinking three Mystery Mountain Dews this episode. You sure? Yeah, no, I'm sure. Because you Oh, because it's not Diet Dr. Pepper. You won't crush these like you do Diet Dr. Pepper? Yeah, I'll crush Diet Dr. Pepper all day. All right. 
You see, you ruined it because people, our viewers, have known that you crushed these Diet Dr. Peppers, so people might have took it. Mm. No, actually, well, A, I was thirsty. I really should get water. I, I try to keep water at my desk. Uh, but, yeah, I tried this, the mystery dew. They had a pepper flavor recently. You see? Dr. Noby was going to go over five. Five over? Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, you monster. You'd be up, you'd be up all night. All right. That's true. So the 12-week change. The, the new blueberry one? Are you talking about the new Dr. Pepper flavor? There's, like, the blue can. I love soda flavors. I love I love flavored soda so much. A pepper flavored Mountain Dew. Interesting. Yeah. So the twelve. Oh, change. the flaming hot Cheeto one. There was like a flaming hot something. I saw that, but I only, I can only get the sugar free, and I don't think they sold that one in the. So I get any one that are sugar free, which is m- much more limited um, than the regular stuff. All right, the twelve week change. <laughs> yeah, um, not too bad. Going back three months ago, going back to June twenty third, so week after uh, Genesis week in Vegas. Dang, twelve weeks ago was Genesis week. Thirteen weeks ago. I don't know if that is that a. I can't decide if that feels like for. It feels like forever ago. I don't know if thirteen uh, weeks actually is like fourteen long. weeks ago. Sorry, fourteen weeks ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. So I mean, there's probably still a bit of a spike, I guess, from like the the Vegas the Vegas effect. I mean, Vegas is down ten percent on UpX and twenty. Three and a half percent on U.S. dollars, but I mean that would track, right? Because right. it was it was super hot. Oh yeah, when it first came out, it was just released uh, two weeks beforehand. So that's not bad. Overall, you know, yeah, there's more red than we saw in the thirty day and the 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 week over week, but not that bad. 10, but I mean, 15%. that's just because it was like that was the peak, right? Right, and then it it kind of dropped. But then, so now we're seeing the recovery. I think we need to get one of those charts. What are those called with the lines and the things? Yeah, I can get one for you. Jolt. All right. So, here, Jolt was always fun. Here's the UPEX markup percentage floor. So, up, up. Upex markup. So this is the cheapest markup you can get a property for. Correct. In the city. That's correct. Gotcha. Uh, Rutherford's still insane at five hundred and fifteen percent. Manhattan still two hundred sixteen percent, staying pretty stable. San Fran's up, you know, going up to crossing the two hundred percent mark. Yeah, I reckon. Like, I like the two X mark. For like sold out cities, I really think like that's a good. Um, I think that's a good number. Like I, I feel like that's where I would be happy with, um, especially for tier one. Yeah. Do you have a lifetime floor for each city? I'm not sure I understand. Just what, what the what the average is overall for each city. So have not done that yet. But definitely we'll look into that. 
No, I don't know. Like lifetime floor. Like the average. Yeah, know. just the average. The average of the entire city? Uh, for the markup percentage. Mm. I feel like that would be that would be hard to accurately do because there's going to be a bunch of people that set prices ridiculously high, right? Right. So, like, you would, to me, what I would do is I would take the bottom, like, 100 properties markup and then average those together. I think that that would give you a more balanced view because what we can't see here is, like, if somebody put one up for 200%, but then the next one's, like, 500%. Um, or, right. like, you know, like, there's a, how big is that, like, floor before it, like, all of a sudden jumps? Right. Uh, also, I think, like, that's going to be, I think, like, that would be an interesting, if I was monitoring the market, uh, if I was martyr, monitoring the market on markups, easy for you to say, um, that's what I would look for is cities where there's a, you know, a two or three um, percentage, like uh, two or three property gap. And then all of a sudden it like jumps up a high percent then you could buy out the bottom. Yeah. Floor prices over time. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like the, how it yeah. fluctuates over time. Yeah. It's kind of difficult because the other thing is um, it's not like, you can get a, I mean, I guess you could do, if you did a snapshot every day of like, what's the cheapest property at midnight, but yeah, unless you had those analytics running real time, like maybe we could start doing that now moving forward, but I think doing it retroactively would be very difficult from a data perspective because you'd have to find all of the properties that were for sale on a given day. I don't know. Anyway, I'm overthinking it. Yo. Poster. What up? All right. Cheapest property markup by city. So here's the UPEX floor price, and that is the markup percentage for that property. Manhattan's still insane. I, it's under the 5,000% that it was at, but still 4,047. 4, Next closest is Santa Clara at 1711. Yeah, I mean, this tells you, I mean, to me, this is a, a very interesting story of just Manhattan being grossly underpriced um, for when it was launched, right? Because, like, I, I mean, I don't even know. Or underpriced or overpriced? Underpriced when it was launched. Because, like, that, like having a 4,000% markup, like, True. that tells you, like, that property was dirt cheap. Like, they shouldn't have been as cheap as they were when Manhattan released. Right. Like, the, the floor of Manhattan, the mint price should have been a lot higher. Upland should have a live feed of property tops and bottoms. Sounds kinky. Let's make that happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. I want to see, I, I like live, like, tickers and things. It just makes numbers feel more alive and, like, action-oriented. So, yeah, I definitely like like that kind of stuff. 
And it is interesting, though, Porto's cheapest property is 578%, and they continue to release around. Yeah, and again, so this this should tell people, again, one of the, I, I think one of the most winningest strategies is buy the floor. Like, go mint the floor, flip the floor. Like, if you're looking for, you know, markup wins, that's the way to do it. Now, the interesting thing, though, is you sell a Porto property at floor, you make like 5,000 upex, right? Right. Where if you sell a San Francisco or like a, a big, I mean, you can make significantly more. It's just going to take you longer. I mean, I know we were buying properties in San Fran for under, you know, a thousand up X, 2000 up X. So yeah, 687 is not bad overall considering of where the prices were. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. That's not bad. I was just thinking like more, it's going to take you, like you'd have to sell 10 properties at 5X if they're cheap like that versus like one big property at a 30% markup might yield you the same, you know, uh, UPEX value. True. So like, that's the other thing is like, yeah, these are high percentage markups. Now, Manhattan, obviously, you like that you're just printing money. Like if you have a bunch of Manhattan properties and you were and you minted them, like you're sitting on gold. Like Absolutely. Hats off to the dizzies of the world that <laughs> stole that and made that play. We all kind of thought he was weird. Like I remember he, I remember, he was crushing Harlem. We're like, bro, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? Like, calm down. I think at the time there was still San Francisco to mint too. Yeah. Like San Francisco because didn't Manhattan mint did Manhattan sell out before San Fran? I'd have to go back and look. But I just remember like we were sitting there, we like woke up and Dizzy was like just minting them like they were going out of style, and we're like, bro, there's um there's San Francisco left. Pretty sure it did. Uh yeah. And so I think I remember it being very odd. Um, but man, oh man, smart play. Absolutely. What's uh, the, uh, what's the floor on, uh, Manhattan, uh, financial district? 310 us dollars. I was just looking at that <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> as we were talking about it. So, That's so funny. <laughs> you've I, never had a stat more ready in your entire life than that one. It, it just happened wow. as we were talking about Manhattan. Um, I just started to look at what the financial district was, um, since, since you mentioned it. So that's so funny. I was like, yeah, I'll check that out there. And the UPEX floor price is 650,000 UPEX. 650,000. What kind of size are those though? Um, Hold on. Give me a There's so many factors. Like, that's the interesting right. thing. And, like, I think that's why it's so hard to pin down, like, a market or, like, everybody wants there to be, like, oh, well, what's the, you know, good prices? There's so many factors. Like, it's it's kind of crazy. Um, and you wouldn't think so because you're like, oh, it's just a digital square. How complicated can it be? 
It's very complicated. It's surprisingly complicated. Like, I mean, buying a house in real life is complicated. Like, what is it in a good school district? Yeah. The condition of the house, et cetera. But I feel like it's easier to get comps and things. Well, plus you're looking at, anyway, there's a lot of other reasons that that's easier and harder, but yeah. So the lowest financial district Manhattan markup size right now is a 1152 up square property but Ooh, it's, that's a that's a big one it's up for sale for 6.3 million up x <laughs> like the top 10 well, properties, how many you got how many how many financial districts you got um because you went ham i, I bought ham let's on. see here i bought 13 on air in that one episode and then um I got, because I got some on the rush to Wall Street, because that was crazy fun, trying to rush to Wall Street oh, and buy it around so uh, much the stock exchange and all that fun stuff. Um, and, you know, you had to make your little detour in Little Italy because it was so small. You're like, ah, oh, I got I got to stop there. But you didn't want to wait. You didn't want to wait too long. And I did love that Mars shouted out T. Davis in Little Italy, you know, in the New York Minute, because that goes way back to early. That's, yeah. That's OG, OG level. Yeah. Love it. Um, Oh, wait, no, there were 13 left in that episode, and I just started buying them up because I have 12 financial districts. 12 financial? I mean, that's that's a lot. Yeah. You can make your money right there. Yes. Just just saying. Well, you need buyers, and uh, some of them are in some pretty good collections. Um, I do have one of them, 59 Maiden Lane, is in the Hamilton collection. Oh, shit, Nikes. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, I am using it. Just sell that. There you go. Done. What are you doing? But... But I'm using it in the Skyline Manhattan collection, and I have just enough. You know, the one that uh, Doctor Noby wants, that's in the Skyline mm-hmm. Manhattan collection, also. So, this oh, it sounds in- like you just need to get rid of that collection then. No way, man. You have Doctor Noby eleven eleven, and sell the Hamilton one. Call it a day. You had a good run. And actually, I had a hookup from somebody in the bubble for eleven eleven. So I had, uh, I, because I wasn't going to make the bubble, I didn't make the bubble, but I knew somebody in the bubble and they did hook me up with that property. So I loved it. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, uh, Skyline Manhattan, this pulls me in just under 9,500 up XM. Or nine. Yeah. So. Hold on, do I have a financial district? Yeah, you do. You yeah, have a couple. Sure. Yeah, one Liberty. So that one, which is also in the Skyline Manhattan. So I don't have Skyline. I think that's what it was. I have the uh, the financial district, but then my one uh, Liberty pla- uh, place is a financial district. Yeah, I'm, I might put a couple of financial districts up for sale on that uh, based, and I'll, I'll calculate some up square and all that fun stuff and figure something out there. This is always a fun thing to watch, though. Yeah, no, I think that would be uh, great. Uh, I think that would be a really good learning experience for the community, too, of like, hey, 
has this been you? Did you accidentally buy something you shouldn't have had? And now you're kind of in the doghouse and need to sell some of your digital assets to make it up? Well, <laughs> we have just the program for you. Come watch Too Stupid dig himself out of a hole after buying basketball tickets. <laughs> uh, so our bottom five city floors. And it's interesting to see Rio and Porto in there. Fresno's falling back down to... <laughs> Fall in line. Get in line, Fresno. But it, it is interesting that there's a distinction. Detroit and Rio, they're under 4,000 up X. Queens, Porto, and Fresno are above 6,000 up X. So I, I think that's kind of interesting. Well, now... Um, do we know, I, I don't know the new tiers so well, cause there's like, um, what tier, is there five tiers now? Five treasure hunting tiers. Which I mean, I, I would associate the treasure hunt tier with the tier of the city. Yeah. Or is uh, that, no, there's, there's, there's still, still three city tiers with your hubs. Gotcha. Okay. So Detroit are these are all the bottom ones all tier three? Um, Queens is the only one that I'd have in question. Queens might be a tier two. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. Anything under ten is probably negligible, but yeah. Why did go backwards? Okay. So here's the U.S. dollar markup percentage floor. Uh, deals, deals, yeah. deals. Ooh. This is, this is really interesting to me. Because here's the thing is I would, oh, my gosh. De- wait. Detroit's not accurate, that 25%. One of the data sites has Detroit stuck at 25% because of a jail person. Um, you have to look at one of the other data sites for that. So yeah, I, I, I didn't see that review in the slides beforehand. But I mean, it's still probably well under under mint. That, that uh, Dizzy says the percent change might seem big, but we're talking a couple hundred up X or 40 cents on Fresno. That's true. Well, if you if you look at Fresno, Fresno was doing at least decent. Yeah, if you want to call it, um, because Fresno sixty three like they were up over seven thousand just two weeks ago, seventy four hundred seven thousand. They were floating right around the between seven thousand seventy four hundred. And they drop down to just about 6,000. But do you think that's because so many other, like that there's now like legitimate competition for cheap properties, which is interesting because like Detroit is actually has a fairly good community around it. Like there's several like strong nodes and stuff in Detroit, but it also highlights the fact that like your neighborhood matters so much in these cities. Oh yeah. Um, it's kind of insane. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the competition on cheap properties, um, has kind of pushed Fresno down a little bit. Yeah. Um, Fresno had good size up square properties though, which was driven pretty high when manufacturing came out and everybody wanted to build their factory. 
Yeah, that's true. Dude, have you looked at how big those anvils are that I'm making? You like basically two of them. So, you know, it breaks down to the grid, which is an up square, right? Yeah. So two of them fit on a line for the up squares. So they're like <laughs> huge. Because an up square is three meters by three meters, and I can only fit two on the, like, if you draw a square and you go across the bottom line, I can only fit two on one of the lines. Yeah, so that means they're, what, four and a half feet wide each, or four and a half? That's not, that's, have you ever seen an anvil? Yeah. No, like a big blacksmithing one where they actually have it, like, like, I'm not talking like an anvil in, like, Wile E. Coyote. I'm talking about a blacksmithing anvil, like, at a blacksmith, man. I, I guess the huge. ones I've always seen were smaller, so. No, I'm not going to lie. They're, they're really big. <laughs> Especially because, like, my statues are, are, are actually really small comparatively, which I'm fine with because it's it's really easy to fit them places now. But it was, I, I did, t- they look freaking awesome, though. They do. The OG and, and plus great name, like like tip of the hat to you. Great name, the OG Anvil, like super super cool. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Chicago has about eight hundred properties at eight k upx or less, and wow. eighteen hundred at nine k or less. Busy with the stats, thank you, sir. Dizzy pumping out the stats. Yeah, to put you on payroll. Watch out. Yeah. Sold out. Chicago still floating at 99, Rio 98, um, Detroit 85, Queens 81. Still plenty of properties out there. Speaking of properties out there, still over 400,000 properties. Um, I wonder if they have a number that they want to have available. I, I don't, it's probably not a, a which is weird because last week you had the Porto expansion go on. Well, this week you had the port you had the Porto expansion go on this week. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's Wait, sold. but Porto is Porto Porto's not on here. No, because it sold out again. Oh, it already sold out again? Um, I didn't check on this expansion, but I will double check. But good for Porto. Yeah. Um, biggest mover was Queens, followed up by Detroit, Los Angeles, third. Chicago just slowly limping along. Less than 100 properties minted in Chicago this week. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't necessarily surprise me too, too much. Um, I think what's left is big properties that are in probably not very desirable neighborhoods. I think all of the big neighborhoods, the nodes are, are fully kind of claimed out. And I think most of the transactions happening in Chicago are going to be secondary related to those because Chicago is another absolute behemoth as far as um, nodes and communities go. I mean, there's a bunch of 15,000 UPEX properties out there, so it's not that crazy yeah and now but they're just in the chicago collection as you're saying you know they're not in anything that's going to give you a multiplier but still they're across the map where you could build yourself if you're into treasure hunting um you can build yourself a decent map that way 
Oh, was somebody asking about the uh, the dates of the releases, Mars? Um, treasure hunt is it, the treasure hunting menu list has an order of releases, which is kind of cool, right? <laughs> so I, I want to know what bait and switch mm-hmm. they pulled on you because from the beginning they told you they weren't releasing the city as a whole, and you knew it was going to continue to be rolled out based off a of demand. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot people of are not loving Porto. Yeah, what's I mean? It, it seems like it's sold out again, or you know, whatever. I mean, what I don't under like. At what point do people in the community realize like this isn't the first time they're doing this now? Like, if you didn't get the hint with LA and the aggressive expansion of the East Coast and Tropic of Detroit and Vegas and Rio and how many more city releases do you need to go through to understand that this is the new norm? All right. We do have to update our slides, though, because Porto is only 90% minted and there's uh, 5.6K unminted properties out there. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, JT and team. So there you go. All right, next. There's a tour going on. Now it's kind of cool. One of the uh, one of the Portuguese people is hosting the tour, and they're the ones doing the voiceover. They host the YouTube channel channel for uh, the Portugal players, so that's pretty cool. Um, they did make some improvements where there's an auto send to the next property. Love it because I'm lazy. Um, no, yeah, that's that's smart. I like that. They want people to enjoy it. Um, you know, I think, like, that's important. And isn't this one bilingual, too? Did I read yes. that correctly? You can register on for the language you want to participate it, it in? It can be in English or Portuguese. That's super cool. Right. I, I feel like I would register in Portuguese just for funsies. Like, I, I, I would like, if they didn't this time... Um, I would like them to do it in Portuguese, but then like subtitle in English. Like I want to be able to do it subtitled, right? Right. Like because I want I want the authentic experience, right? Right. Like, I, I want the tour guide to give it. You know, I want to hear it in, in the native tongue, and then like I can read the subtitles. Like, yeah, I'm cool with that. It, and you know, once again, for as much as you have people talking bad about Upland and what they do, they, they continue to listen to the community and continue to take their suggestions. And, and, and what game, what mobile game, what PlayStation game, Xbox game, whatever, where do they really listen to the players like they do here, you know? So they have a voiceover toggle, one tap access to the street view, and new tour layout, and the auto send to the next location. I mean, they, they continue to improve it. They continue to take feedback from the community. So you, you got to appreciate something like that. I mean, I definitely do. And I think um, I would say that on the tours, they have done a great job of listening to the community and incorporating. And honestly, I think that the tours and things like that will be very important for the layer one experiences moving forward. Like to me, that's why you would come and kind of do that because, Oh, well, I want to actually take a tour of the city, et cetera. I want to experience it. 
But I do feel like there are other places um, in the app. If we're try to be fair and balanced, you know, we're all here because we all love Upland. But by the same token, I do feel like there's some fair concern. I don't know, concerns. I there. I, I do feel like there's been some voices of the community on some very valid things that probably need to be tweaked and fixed that um, have taken longer than they could have. So I do like what they're doing with the tour. So whoever is running the tour program at Upland, uh, kudos, because uh, you definitely are listening. I-, I think each time it's getting more fun and more interesting, uh, super cool. But I do think that there's some other areas that there's been some pretty solid feedback. And, you know, it's hard when we feel like there isn't transparency on some of it. But to your point, like, who, you go to, well, I don't know, you're playing God of War and you don't like the way something works. Good luck. Like, you have a problem with Madden because whatever, like, do you think EA is going to give two snots about? No. So there is, you know, it's it's easy to throw stones. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would say the, the Tours is a great example of a place where I think there is some ability to be more agile in what you're de- in what the team is developing. Um, so oh, yeah. good on them. Like it. New structure showrooms. Excited about that. So these are interesting. Um, and they're interesting because. Well, I mean, first of all, it's a great transition. Um, I, I mean, you're not selling stuff out of your apartment complex now, which is nice. But then I'm mad that I spent Spark to build an apartment complex. And it, and then it's not even that I spent Spark to build it. It was people in the community were excited that I put my outdoor be- uh, beta shop in their community, so they jumped in to help support it. So they wasted their spark. I'm more upset that well, people wasted their waste. spark because I, I, I'm going to tear down my apartment complex to put my showroom there. Oh, you are? Yeah. I'll just give you another property. Don't do that. Okay. I'll just give you another property to build a showroom. You don't. You haven't built your showroom yet. No, I'm behind the times. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, honestly, like, you and I are in kind of a weird position because, like, I don't know how soon we would even sell our our decor, like, in an open market. The interesting thing around the showroom, so this is something I have pre-orders. Do you have pre-orders? I got pre-orders. How much are people pre-ordering? They they don't care. They just said, put me on the list. I want to make sure I have one of these. Oh, yeah. Okay, I got... Sure, then I got pre-orders, too. Okay. Everybody and their mom wants to be on the list until you tell them it's 600,000 UPEX per anvil, and then they're like, um, I'll get the next one. Uh, I'm not charging that much. No, I don't know. I just made that number. <laughs> it was, that was an obscene number I just made up. I have no idea. It is interesting, though. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm curious what people are going to start selling them for, especially if there's a secondary market, because if you're, you know, I... I I do caution the decor owners, and I think that there's a wide variety, um, even among the eight, of like where the price points might come in at. But if there's a secondary market, like don't shortchange yourself. And I know people, you know, do the math on how many spark hours it takes to make. But what you don't take into account is the number of 
development hours that went in behind the scenes of doing the models and getting the items like configured and working with the Upland team to get the blueprints approved and, and all of that stuff. Um, <laughs> the building looks so architect. Yeah, I know, buddy. Oh, okay. I know. So Anvil made a gold. So I have a bronze. I have a gold. I have a silver coming in and I have a blue one. So there and are more coming. It's a random blue one. That's the whole point. It's random. It's blue. I like it. You know what? Um, I think a lot of, oh, ooh, I feel like the blue is going to need, you're going to need that blue anvil to uh, construct xenon armor. Ooh. Ooh. Because xenon's blue. So, like, that's the xenon anvil. Mm. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. That's super cool. But yeah, I mean, the buildings are pretty simplistic. I wasn't super excited about the color choices. I think what's interesting here, and people need to understand this before you build a showroom, is that the showroom does not hold any items. So if you build it on a show, if you build it on a property that has no space around it, like if you are super excited because you found a property that fits a showroom exactly on it, you're doing it wrong because you're not going to actually be able to use it. You've now bricked your, you've bricked that property. You can't live there. You can't use it. Don't do that. Um, I really wish that they had made that more clear, especially when you're building it of like, when you place it, it should tell you like, if you do this, you will have approximately X amount of up square for your, decor or for your items because the way the showroom works is when you click on the showroom it gives you it'll give you a list of the items like like any other uh meta venture like uh the pas or the uh, bes and that is just a representation of all the items that are on that lot so you could actually go and click the individual items on the lot and see them or you can click on the showroom and it'll give you a list of all the items in the lot. So the point of the showroom, yes, so that is true. The point of the showroom is much like if you go to a car dealership, right? Now, and I appreciate um, that, yes, in a car showroom, there are sh- cars in that actual showroom. However, those are usually just for show. I get it. People buy it because whatever. But the majority of the inventory in a car lot or in a place like that is outside, right? If you've ever gone to, say, a um, an outdoor decor shop, right? Even think of even think of the um, like a Home Depot where all of you know that kind of outdoor stuff is actually outdoors. Um, it's very similar to that. So the point of the showroom is to give you an interface. You will be able to go there. You'll see the details of the showroom, and you can browse the entire lot, which could be hundreds of items, in a presumably organized way, as opposed to having to click each individual item and then buying the one that you want there. You'll have a list. And so imagine that's just like your sales center. Oh, kind of like how Best Buy is the Amazon showroom. (laughs) I mean, it's technically inside of a building, but I can appreciate the attempt, man. I I've been uh, so as I've been trying to like <laughs> tweak this. I've been to Best Buy a couple times in the past couple of weeks, 
And I will tell you, it is it is a sad place. It makes me it makes my heart sad now. Best Buy used to be one of my favorite places to go, but you go and the shelves are like, at least for the ones around me, are like mostly empty. Like you can just tell there's just stuff that they're just not restocking. And it's just, it's it looks picked over. Like, I don't know. Best Buy is the new Circuit City. <laughs> Dang. Wow. I mean, Dang. that's a downgrade from Amazon's showroom, but. Hey, well, dude, at least he didn't say Radio Shack. Dude, Radio Shack was a front for the mob. I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) Dude, whatever. That was like the only place you could legally buy batteries in the 90s. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Probably because the mob ran it. (laughs) This is Sun Elizabeth. Hey, there you go. What? Do they still have Radio Shack in Mexico? (gasps) Dude, Mexico just bumped up like four notches on my favorite country list because good for you, Mexico, for keeping Radio Shack alive. All right. Now, what you've been waiting for all episode is the introducing community dev tools. Why? I don't have anything to say about that. Nothing? Nothing. At all? (laughs) All right, so everybody, thank you so much for listening to us this week, and we hope to see you in the metaverse. <laughs> Cheers. Um, no, I mean this is this is big, right? I mean this is this is the next step, right? Um, I got to get my act together. I need to I need to get my submission. I need to figure out what I'm going to do because they have these. Um, I think I don't remember if it's called Dev Centers or, or what, but yeah, they're gonna we're gonna start seeing those popping up. That's gonna be your third party uh, authorization sites. So it's go time. Um, so yeah, very. it's it's gonna be intense. It's I, I would be very curious to see what starts coming out because honestly, like I mean, I'm pretty transparent with like where everything is with Upex World. And, you know, we're, you know, I think we're moving at a pretty good pace, but I have no idea. There's a ton of other devs in the, in the UDN. Um, and so, and there's very, very smart people there. So it, it'll be really interesting to see how they come out the gates um, as well. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, my, my goal is to have Upex World be one of the first um, kind of big third-party collabs. Um but we'll see. Cause honestly, like, I mean, I need to, we need I mean, to just like get something, but you've yeah. been focusing more on the whole backstory and the whole thing that you're developing with up X world. Not so much as focus on layering something, you know, idle games. I guess, I guess what I'd call them is idle games. You haven't been focused on idle games yet. Um, no, idle games, no. I wouldn't say idle games, but, like, active games and different things. So, yeah, it's interesting because, honestly, for a lot of the stuff we're doing now in the first phases, I don't need the escrow services a ton. Um, the, we'll be ex- we'll, we're going to be doing some, some testing with it for sure now that it's in production to kind of see how some of the things work. Especially because one of the big things we'll be escrowing is uh, Upex, 
because uh, that'll be the primary uh, like payment for games and stuff. So if there's a, a mini game or a, a, a smithing cost to something, that would all be through UpEx uh, initially. So we'll need to uh, escrow in UpEx. Um, I don't know that we're going to escrow in any other items per se. Uh, if we did like a training center for, I know that there was like some talk about like a block explorer um, combat training and stuff like that. That might, that would require escrowing in your BEs for that. Um, but really the those particular escrow tools are really for things like um, auction houses or other exchanges. But we'll be playing around with it for sure. And I, I'm excited. It's There's a lot happening. There's going to be a lot. Ha- I feel like the end, this Q4, right? Didn't we just, uh, are we in Q4 yet? No, we're October, Q- November, uh, December. We're in, in another couple we're the weeks. end of Q3. Yep. Yeah, so we're in a Q3. So I feel like Q4 is going to be chaotic. I feel like it's going to be really, really intense. Um, I would say it's going to harken back to, like, 2020 Q4. If you remember, like, with, um, I think that's, like, when, when with Manhattan releasing and uh, Spud Wars. What, yeah. Is that, is that 2020? Yeah, that was 2020. Yeah, so like Q4 of 2020 was like bedlam. Yeah. And I feel like we're, we're poised to have that again. Because here's the thing, and, and here's what people have to remember, is like you, it's gonna, it's like one of those things where it'll come in big waves because you have all of these dev teams that are all working in parallel. And so like you might have some that get like a week or two ahead of each other, and so like they're releasing things but they're all ultimately working towards like these bigger chunks of goals. And so what's going to happen is all of a sudden there's going to be a tipping point where the backlog of all these developers that are all moving along in parallel, all of a sudden start to just like, you're going to be like, whoa, what is happening? We've kind of seen that, right? I mean, there's multiple cities releasing and updates to the treasure hunting happening and tours happening. And you got cars and decor and buildings and like, there's all kinds of stuff, and it all kind of is. It's going to start being in, in bigger waves, I think. So, yeah, yeah, right. I think Q4 is going to be interesting. Q4 is going to be very interesting. All right, B man, definitely hit me up on Discord. Send me a DM. I'll get you on the uh, pre-order list. Um, haven't fixed the price yet. I had that one up for a minute. Um, rumors of Upland and Sandbox. Well, one of the people that were in the series a funding is the owner of sandbox so i don't know if there's going to be a merger you've also heard dirk talk about you know the coalition of metaverses blah 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 so i don't know if there's going to be a merger or there's going to be a combination no. there's not because it's not gonna be a merger upland upland pride sandbox is sandbox and they do your things in a sandbox just like in i mean you're very familiar with sandboxes and all the games that you play and the fun there there is to those um yeah it's just a different style it's, i mean it's completely different in almost every respect than upland uh, other than they're both Web3 metaverses, like, I don't know. They're very different. To me, the audience is very different. Um, what they're trying to achieve as a platform are very different. They have some similar interests and some similar overlaps for sure. 
But the way that they approach some of their problem solving and stuff like that is, to me, very different. Um, so, yeah. Disney's Sandbox. all over the place right now. So Disney and Sandbox, that's fine. You know, a lot of major companies want to get into Sandbox, Decentraland. Um, ooh, thanks, Kale. Um, it, and it's interesting. So Sandbox, Decentraland, those seem to be the big names that capture all the brands. But I still, nah, believe, I still believe Upland's the slow play. Yeah, I just... The, the long game. It's definitely the long game. Because here's the thing. Uh, interoperability, yeah, I would I would agree with that. I think interoperability um, and layer two. <laughs> um, K-pop. So here's the thing. Sandbox and Decentraland are flashy, right? You, you have it... It feels like Roblox, and Roblox is kind of the Roblox is the biggest metaverse in Web two, right? Like by a significant margin. I mean, it's it's massive. I mean, I guess I don't know. It depends well, how much you consider like it, Minecraft. Here, here's the biggest thing before you get onto that one. Um, okay, I, I'll let you get onto that. I just really want to say, you know, Sandbox and Decentraland. It's expensive to get into. We're talking $3, $5, $6 to get into Upland. And, you know, those are the flashy big things, big money, big investments, all the money's flowing to. But Upland's going to be the place where everybody can come to and the brands are going to follow once they realize that other people are following. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, Roblox lost, like, Roblox had a peak of, like, $40 billion. And then they like they lost a ton of value when and the tech sell off. Um, so the reality is like those other ones. Here's here's the truth: they aren't mobile friendly, and big brands don't seem to get that. The mass market appeal is mobile friendly. Now I don't doubt that Sandbox and Decentraland are probably spinning a tail of mobility um, or not. I have no idea what they're telling people. I don't know if they've said, Oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to have a mobile app or, you know, whatever. Minecraft, Fortnite, Roblox, all have mobile, all of them, all of the big massive earners in the space are all mobile. If you are not, on a mobile platform, you are not the future of anything. Like, full stop. World of Warcraft was the last, in my opinion, probably major PC-locked anything that's going to be at, at that kind of level. I, I don't see any other major brand or major anything coming that is exclusively locked to a PC being huge. It's just, it's not ever going to hit the mass market. And that's fine because honestly, like those can have very niche, like cool experiences themselves. Like that's fine. Um, but I think once people realize that how mobile friendly Upland is, and then also layer two, because I mean, I talk about this a lot, realize that Upland has way more monthly users than Sandbox is in Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, so every time they get a brand, and this is why 
brands like them. You get that really cool. Um, that's true. Roblox is huge in education. Absolutely. Roblox paid $250 million back to its community developers last year, too. Yep. Like, that's massive. Selling my massive eye roll. Um, so, daily users, which is true. So, here's, here's why um, Decentraland Sandbox have a very good marketing pitch. Because you get that, um, and we actually call it in, in the consulting world, your, your NASCAR slide, right? So when you're talking about like all the brands that you work with and stuff, uh, when you're pitching to a client, it's a NASCAR slide. It's all your logos, and it kind of looks like the side of a NASCAR. And so Sandbox and Decentraland are great at that. They have their map, and it's like, this is, you know, for Atari, and this is the Tony Hawk thing. And like, you're like... Ooh, and now, oh, Disney here, your logo here. And, like, it feels good, right? That's a very easy thing to market and go, look, we can put you here with all these other brands. And they have that that momentum of we already have these other brands, so don't you want to be a part of it? What they don't realize is, like, that's not that's not how it's going to scale. You're going to dilute it, and it's we're upland. Again, it, we're going to be able to build vertically. So when Disney wants to come in and have its own, like, layer two experience for upland and redo the entire planet in disney like not just a corner of the segment like the entirety of the metaverse it could do as a layer two all disneyified right like so how much does the landmarks disneyland and disney world go for um what you mean in in upland is that the question upland wants to become landmarks well, or, or do they save them and lock them out and look for the partnership? Honestly, I could see them doing the the latter. I could see them holding out on those things. Um, what's the point of having cool brands if no one uses or sees it? Yeah, I mean that's true. Um, it's you know what it is though. It's it's twofold, right? So here's here's the dirty secret of of that whole space right now is you have these front runners that are super flashy. Decentraland and Sandbox. They look really good on paper. And you go, ooh, shiny. And now these major brands can say, we're in Web3 on these metaverses that are, you know, the the big players. So, again, it's like a, it's a marketing, mm, I'm trying to think of a PC way to say that. Uh it's a marketing hug is what they're doing. It's two companies that love each other very much and then do a special hug and then they go, yay, we're in the metaverse. Yay, we got Disney. Special hug. Um, but the reality is it's it's nonsense. It's not, it's not really value add to either brand. Um, definitely not to Disney. Um, so I, I just go, it's fine. Uh, I think we'll we'll see that change, and again, it's uh, the developer portal. Like that's it, man. Layer two, that's where we'll start to see, and then people, and I think brands will go. Oh, there's a different way to do this, because that's the thing is brands don't have alternatives right now. That's their options, right? Decentraland and Sandbox are their options. They make the most sense in the current market, even though they're they're not great vehicles for what they, they want to do, but yeah, with the right utility, it could have, yeah, agreed. 
Um, and I just don't see the central land or sandbox adding that value. I can see um, Upland doing that, but we'll see. Well, I mean, I don't, I see, if I'm being honest, I see layer, I see Upland layer two doing that. I don't actually see Upland doing it, um, which is fair, which is fine. Honestly, we don't need them to do it. Yeah. I mean, they released the dev tools like, let's go, let's go. All right, one last thing before we get out of here this week. We have the Upland Fantasy League. Oh, is that what you were doing? Oh, yeah. Well, at least I was not the biggest blowout of the week. That was Max Life versus uh, DJ Shorts for 71.04 point differential. Max Life put up a hell of 171.2 points. And, And this is not a full point. PPR. This is a half point PPR. So yeah, one seventy one point two without a kicker is insane. Yeah, that's a that's insanely high. Yeah, yeah. So yes, uh, thank me later. And his auto draft definitely whooped my ass. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa! Assisted auto draft. Assisted. Yes, I um, hand selected Jason Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> Let the record confirm that. And Common Ra. Amon. And somebody else that had a Amon Ra. Amon Ra? Amon Ra. The sun god and yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Boulder Magic put up 140 and beat Dizzy Down pretty good himself. Uh, Nishirin beat Mars Utah. Franklin Bombers beat Clyde Torres by... 34 point or 33 points. The saddest matchup of the week is <laughs> Troina and T Davis 77.26 to 77.32. Like for real guys, <laughs> that's yeah, what that you got. Like, <laughs> are they the two lowest? That's so funny. They're they like, the two lowest and Troina squeaked out a win. That's right. <laughs> Who is J? I don't know what J a 17 is. And then this week we have uh, we do have two stupid two stupid myself versus Troina. So hopefully he puts up another seventy seven. Dizzy and Thank Me Later are going against each other. Boulder Magic and Max Livers, T Davis, Nishirin, Franklin Bombers, Payne Hurts, and Clyde Torres and Mars Utah. So I don't know who has Josh Josh Allen. I don't know who Josh Allen is. I think Boulder does. Gotcha. Dang, dude, Dizzy's about to whoop up on me. Already 23 points, dude? It's Thursday night. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. All right. So definitely check out what they're doing over there at Opex World. Always cool as they continue to develop and release stuff to the community. 11-11, um, taking submissions. we got to get that more publicized. i got to yes. get on that as well. 11-11. Yes. You know any artists, um, up and coming artists? Uh, that's going to be a big opportunity uh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to Just Justin for doing the slides for us this week, and then uh, Russell Envy said he's going to help us uh, edit some videos. So I'm really looking forward to that. So thank you, Russell, what? for uh, stepping up to that. Looking forward to seeing uh, working with you, um, building out this Upland Property Exercise upland property experts brand and 
Hopefully, I will be shooting this video of how I can show my wife that, yeah, I did a dumb financial decision, but I compensated with my love of Upland. So, <laughs> I really want to make like a graphic of like, like, like the a dog with, but like your emoji as its face and like, like just like tail between his legs, like going into a doghouse and just like laying there and then being like in the getting out of the doghouse with too stupid to win. <laughs> Put it up as a bounty on UpX World for that kind of video. I'll pay one hundred and fifty thousand UpX for it. What a hundred. F- for that, I'll do it myself. <laughs> Dude, you heard it here first. 150,000 bounty for a fun uh, auto- animated or otherwise video um, for an opening of his new segment. Any uh, re- any special? We'll, we'll touch base. We'll, we'll get, um, yeah, we'll get the details on that and we'll put it up. Yeah. And then uh, I want to try that. I'm going for it myself. I'm going to let you know right now. I'm putting my. I'm gonna. No, I'm not. I don't. Have, I don't have time. <laughs> if I had time, I would because that would be fun. And then um, I'll do uh, two hundred and fifty thousand upx for a animated video to go with the new theme song, so we can play the video ooh. with the with the new Mars Utah banger. So, dude, it, where? I thought, how are you getting out of the doghouse when you're over there, you know? Look, this, this is UpEx. I can't make UpEx U.S. dollars. Oh, I mean, dude, sh- wait, Nikes. Got, go get some Bones Balboa. Bones, <laughs> Grady you know Sizemore. Bones? There we go. I, I do owe you half a million or whatever I owe you for my apartment for Bones Balboa. But anyway, I got oh, that yeah, too. Go over there and buy one. Go buy a go buy an apartment. Yep, there, I will. Yeah, yeah. I got also, it. yeah, all of the properties for Bones Balboa are, well, they're not all done, but go take a look over in L.A., uh, and it's in Lake Balboa, the top left corner. Uh, you can't miss it. Giant Skull. Uh, there are some properties for sale. There is going to be a corresponding layer two. Um, not financial advice, no promises, etc. but the plan is to have a uh, skeleton-themed carnival um, or uh, not carnival, what's the um, fair? What's it called with, like, all the games? Carnival, Carn- fair, both the same, whatever. Fair, yeah. fair has animals, carnival has games, so whatever. Oh, okay, then carnival, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah. so, like, a skeleton-themed carnival, but the cool thing is what we want to do with that is then do a profit share among Bones Balboa property holders and we're going to do that based off of the occupancy that you own. So the apartments, if you buy the apartment, you actually get eight shares versus one of the like smaller ones, which is only one share or one um, residence yeah. and vice versa. So, so anyway, go take a look at it um, and ping me. If you have any questions or, you know, you want to buy a bunch and you want a discount, shoot me an email. Yeah. Or, uh, a DM on Discord. So, so you kind of sidetracked the whole 250000 upex story. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Hold on. That's huge. First of all, you can't be dropping that kind of upex. Now you're going to make my other bounties look bad where I'm like, you know, doing 50000 50, But I want this to be the best. We are the original broadcasters, you know. Sure. It's true. So... Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I want animated. Two hundred fifty thousand upex. Yeah, upex. Upex. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, check, check I, I, I'm bad enough for my 5K that I owe for taxes and basketball tickets to do 250,000. But 250,000 OPEX, I want it based around Upland. I want it animated. I want our block explorers involved. I want like history Upland in it. So, I mean, we're putting up 250,000 OPEX for it. So, Definitely. All right. So yeah, we'll we'll work that out because then I don't want uh, we'll if you are interested in that bounty, we'll put it up, but maybe DM so that way we can work it out. Or maybe what we'll do is let's do I'll put up fifty thousand. I'm gonna put up fifty thousand for the the uh, initial bounty and uh, for five um, five panels. So not a whole music video. I'm gonna put up fifty thousand for a five panel like concept for the music video, right? So you show us your creativity and whoever wins that then will win the 250,000 UPEX contract to do the full music video animated. Because I don't want a bunch of people spending time animating and then yeah. not using it. That, so. That's that's actually fair. I do like that you broke it down to doing the panel. Um, I do appreciate that. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's just I've I've had that experience now where I've like had these big things and people put their heart into it and then they don't win and it's like they they put a lot of time into it. So let's do a very simple five panel like proof of concept. How would you envision it? We'll put all the details up on the uh, Upex World Discord. Uh, if you're not already a member, uh, Discord.gg/slash Upex World. And I will find out the exact duration of what we're going to do for intro outro. So, yes. Oh, well, I assume it's a full length music well, video. I want the whole thing. Okay, we can do the whole thing. I'm good with that. I don't know how long the music video. I don't know how long the song is, but like three thirteen. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll put it up. We'll see. We'll discuss it with whoever wins. Yeah. On what makes sense? Because I don't know. No, I, like I, I like that. I like the full music video, and then we will just chop it up. So I like it. Yeah. So maybe we'll make it into an NFT. We'll we'll partner with Mars. We'll do some. We'll we'll do some stuff. Yes. Look for that. I'm All excited right. about it. Anything else? I'm sure I'm forgetting something. Oh, um, Hyde Park Ninjas. I'm not going to give anything away. Um. But there is some things coming. That's all I'm saying. Hyde Park Ninjas, stay tuned. Keep your ears to Discord. I I don't want to, you know, spoil anything, but there's this weekend there might be something. Nice. Love it. That's all I can say. All right, everybody be safe, have fun, and we'll see you next week and enjoy the metaverse, and we'll catch you there. Big malls of Mr. Buena Vista. Oh, I got to figure this out. <laughs> I, I got to figure this That's out. That's awkward. It, it is awkward. So, you know, I've been on vacation for two weeks, and I thought I was going to do all this great stuff, and it was nowhere close. I didn't even have time to clip out the audio for our intro and outro and i forgot to select something else to reset our song so yes once again a fail i'm too stupid to win (laughs) this is thank me later this is the upland property experts podcast be safe have fun we'll see you in the metaverse The Orbit Podcast.
podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in our land, it's the place you want to check first. With your host who's stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing the strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX. The name.